Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Yeah, our, one of our line, O-line coaches went there. Um, the feet, the length, the size, um, but also room to grow. There's a ceiling there that we believe we can develop. And a lot of times it's, it is the, it's the makeup. It's also the body type and the physical traits. And we believe he has a lot of those pieces to, to develop. That's the voice of Bears general manager Ryan Poles talking about Braxton Jones. Chosen uh, in the fifth round. He's an offensive tackle. 168 out of, overall. Yeah. Southern Utah. Not mm. Utah. Not Northern Utah. Southern Utah. Um, and he's, uh, he's a big man. He's uh, he talked about, you know, I love draft speak. He's got the feet, the size, the, the body type. He's got, you know, ceilings and windows and everything. 6'5", <laughs> uh, 310 pounds. And I imagine they want boy. him to get a little bit bigger or stronger mm-hmm. anyway. Again, didn't watch a lot of Southern Utah football, but he said there we had our offensive line coach go there and and probably worked them out and took a look at them. So that's how their day started before started trading down, um, turned three uh, third-day selections into eight. Turned uh, and and uh, yeah, Jim Lexa, who is always listening yeah. to us, said, uh, Our guy. When, we, "Yeah, when we, when you were reaching for that saying, don't confuse uh, activity with productivity, yeah. which is another way to say the same thing. Yep. But all we have right now is to see the activity." And I, as a Bears fan, appreciate the activity because I know there there was a lot of work that went into that, Brian, and and the insight that we're getting as to why they're doing some of these things, it is. Head and shoulders above what we ever got from the previous regime. Yeah. Again, if you just hire smart people, more often than not, they're going to be able to do the job, even if they're doing the job for the first time. Right. So accomplishment and productivity, we don't know yet. They're just names. No. But I do appreciate at this point that they did get busy. Yeah. And then, look, Michael Reinsdorf talked about hiring AK and and just said, all I know, I know basketball, but I don't know basketball like everybody else. You know, I might hire the right people. And he said, Surround all I know is when, when I was hiring him, I talked to him. He's, you know, I believed he was a smart guy and he was capable and he was going to do a good job here. And then, you know, Theo Epstein, Rick Hahn. How many degrees does Rick Hahn have? You, I mean, you just know when you listen to people, if they have a lot going on between the years. Mm. Ryan Pace left me wanting, you know. Fired up, we're fired up, we're just fired up. I mean, and and it just usually if you hire the right people, smart people, they'll get the job but done. But you have to pay attention to them. Yeah, but guess what? They will hire smart people too to do the jobs right. underneath them right. in in collaboration. I know that's a big word up at House Hall. But anyway, um, they finally got around to the offensive line yesterday, and you're down in the later rounds of the draft. So who knows what? Braxton Jones actually going to turn out to be, I mean, Southern Utah's not a football factory, right? I know yesterday we had a caller saying the Ohio State's not a quarterback factory. Right. So we're going back to Justin Fields. But they got some help for Justin Fields. I counted one, two, three, four, four offensive linemen. Did they get the, that deep? Um, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, four offensive linemen, a running back, and um, they got a wide receiver in day two uh, with, their, with their third overall pick, right? And Jones. yeah, Jones, Velas Jones uh, Jr. And um, you know, you need you need a few more of those too. Yep. Right. So it's um, 
Let's take take a listen to the. This is one of the uh, Bears scouts who uh, tells you why Velas Jones Jr. is going to be okay for the Chicago Absolutely. Bears. Absolutely. Um, I think, especially looking at that very first play at the Senior Bowl, uh, you could really see it uh, the way it translated to the field. I mean, he just runs by guys. Um, and every time he gets the ball in his hands, you can see him out running angles. And, um, you know, he's a real exciting guy to watch because of that. Yeah, the good thing is he's kind of matured over his years. You know, he started at uh, USC and uh, did some stuff out of the backfield there and kind of moved around in a, do- a lot of different roles. Uh, and then he had an opportunity to go um, to Tennessee with T. Martin, who had been with him uh, prior to that at USC. Uh, and they did more things with him there. And then, you know, he was one of the guys that I think take took advantage of that COVID year and came back, and it really helped him to refine some different parts of his game. And with him, the more I watched him, the more I saw him improve. Even going through this season, uh, you see a different player later in the season than what you saw early on the tape. Um, and I think, you know, this is one of those guys that has continued to improve, and, and the extra time has helped him. That's Bears scout uh, Sam Somerville, who did a lot of scouting and work uh, work up on Vilas Jones Jr. And, you know, that was the storyline, the extra COVID year that players were allowed. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people think this draft is going to be pretty deep when it's all said and done. You look, take a look back on it in rearview mirror four years, five years from now, one more year of experience. And USC to Tennessee and just that one extra year where it used to be guys were like just trying to get out after sophomore year and yep. get to the league. Well, everything they changed. Had to, they had to. They had to stay, and it, yeah, certainly not quarterback deep. But this this could be good news for. Yeah, I mean, it was it was wide receiver deep to the point where I'm sure a lot of Bears fans are still not too pleased that you only got one wide receiver out of the out of the group because you need uh, more than one or two of those. Well, guys. Uh, you know, it, we don't know what their priorities were. I well, maybe we do now. Yeah. Looking at the draft, it's obvious. But going into it, we didn't know. But I think uh, prioritizing the offensive line that's not a bad thing. Yeah, considering. And- and and maybe there's uh, some assets, uh, wide receiver assets uh, out there somewhere in different different ways. I'm not sure what that would look like. Well, hopefully Darnell Mooney can find another level, and mm-hmm. you like what you've mm-hmm. seen already. But yeah. uh, Vilas Jones Jr., six foot, two hundred four pounds, ran a four three one forty at the combine, four years at USC, uh, including a redshirt freshman year. So he was you know learning on the sideline. Then he went to Tennessee for two years. Boy, this sounds like. A lot of guys I know who weren't playing football. They just uh, spent six years in college because they enjoyed the social part of it. Yeah. <laughs> or in no hurry to get out as their parents <laughs> right. are writing checks. It's like arrested development. Like yeah, a lot I'm of, not ready to be a Yeah. Some of my friends yet. who went to school down in Arizona, it wasn't because of any academic program they had to be part of. It was it was every every dormant ASU? Yeah, every no. dorm, every dorm had an outdoor pool and a lot of people hanging out at the pool every day. Yeah, yeah so six years career college student. Yeah, six years wasn't going to be nearly enough for some people. Uh, he had a career high sixty two catches, eight hundred seven yards, seven touchdowns in twenty twenty one, and he was uh, the SEC Co Special Teams Player of the Year in twenty twenty one. We talked about he's a great return guy, maybe the best one. Uh, to go in this draft. They had uh, 41 kick returns for 1,026 yards and a touchdown two seasons at Tennessee. Added 18 punt returns for 272 yards in 2021. And uh, Paul said the Bears value Jones' ability to be used in several ways, so you got versatility going your way, too. And then don't forget about the punter. <laughs> That's right. That NC State punter, uh, the the last selection, you got to have a punter. I mean, you know. You eventually, you may, you may need him. 
Well, hopefully the see my idea was you don't need a punter because you're scoring every possession. You, you know, just never ever Matt, need a punter. Matt Nagy needed a punter. <laughs> I'm hoping Matt Eberflus doesn't need a punter. That you're actually I don't know scoring in the first quarter, the first half. There's a novel idea. Get one touchdown. Uh, how many times do we see a first half with nothing to show yes, for? Yes, I, I like that. I like that plan. Yeah, I like that plan. Then you can get to the punter. But you know, last regime needed a punter. Absolutely needed a punter. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the telephone number. And uh, uh, Jay in Homewood. Yeah, is uh, Jay's there? Hello, hello, Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, man. Hey, I, I I know this kid. This kid's name is Kendrick Pryor out of HF. The kid played at Wisconsin. This kid runs a four three. I am hoping he's an undrafted free agent. Okay. Uh, you know, Wisconsin Wisconsin wants a more run first offense. Right. And so some of the receivers they get the kind of numbers that they they would have gotten. Uh, my What's last his name? name is McNair. I his kid's name is Kendrick Pryor. This kid is a heck of an athlete. Heck of an athlete. Two-sport athlete at HF. Anyone who's listening, Google this kid. This kid put up some – he could have put up even bigger numbers at Wisconsin. Does he have size? Uh, is he a big big wide receiver? He's, he's, he's about, six, about 6 feet 180. The kid okay. wants a 4'3". Okay. This kid is an athlete. And at, at Wisconsin, had Wisconsin threw the ball more, this kid would have had bigger numbers. Yeah. My last name is McNair, Dr. McNair. I work with this kid in junior high. I've seen this kid. He has a great family. But I am telling you, this is a no-miss. This kid has hands. This kid is undrafted because of the numbers were, were, were compromised because, you know, they're more or less a run-first offense, Wisconsin, that is. Watch this prior kid. And I ho- he has a local fan base because he came from the HF area. But I am telling you, this kid has a great family, disciplined kid. Bears look at this kid. Uh, I tell you, he can work with Justin Fields. Um, I've talked to a Coach Cunningham who coaches in the local area. He knows of this kid as well, but all serious right. kid. Uh, all right, so doctor, people are listening. Yeah, I got to tell you this, doctor. You sound just like I watch American Idol. I'm still the guy watching that. You sound like Lion- Lionel Richie. You're giving an evaluation. Uh, you sound just like him. <laughs> yeah, very positive. Up, uh, uh, you, you sold me. And the fact that the height starts with a six, not a five, because <laughs> right. I don't need the the five eight, five nine guys, five ten on a good thanks, day. Thanks, Jay, for the scouting report. Yeah, thanks, maybe, doctor. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah, maybe uh, Mr. Poles will be listening and say, "Okay, I'm yeah. going to have to look hey, that up." You know what? You can find. Look, if Kendrick Pryor is the guy that Doctor uh, McNair it was McNair, yeah, he just said, then. You find them anywhere. I, mean, I would hope if someone on the Bears staff was driving around and happened to be listening, they would like, why does it hurt to Google? Yeah. Again, Kendrick Pryor. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know. HF. He spoke to his character. And they also a local kid. Why not? So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how that turns out. But he's undrafted, and there have been guys undrafted who played in this league for a long, long time. Yeah, right? I think we have one on staff, don't we? Yep. Yurko. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're exactly right. Come back uh, and continue to take your calls, 312-332-3776. If you happen to know any guys, you can help out with the Bears. Feel free to give us a call. Xander sign is up. It's here, and it's spectacular. The all-new ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Mark Zander, Brian Hanley, back on ESPN 1000. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us today and spending some time with us. White Sox baseball coming up. Pre-game, Connor McKnight in just a few minutes. Then it's uh, the White Sox in action. ESPN 1000 is your home. 
for White Sox Take baseball. Take it on the Angels. Yeah. And, uh, Dallas Keuchel on the mound. Dallas Keuchel. I know. I know. Look, we're hoping he turns it around. Yeah. I'm just hoping. Gonna, I'm just going to guess because Keuchel's starting that the White Sox might be an underdog today. I'll have to look that up. Okay. 312-332-3776. What's his ERA so far this season? I, you know, it's double, digit, it's yeah, double I know digits. It's bad. Andrew is in Wheaton. He's on uh, ESPN 1000. Hello, Andrew. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. So, a couple things have me excited about Bayless Jones. One being, if you watch his highlight tape that the Bears put out, he scored touchdowns against Georgia, Alabama, and Florida, which, you know, is obviously the cream of the crop on defenses. But also, if you, if you watch his 40 times, he actually goes outside the lines and comes back. So, that 4-3-1 could have mm. been even faster. Wow. Yeah, he didn't go completely in straight lines. It took a little, ran serpentine a little bit, huh? <laughs> exactly. And, and if I could add one more thing, sure. and not about Velas, but, uh, you know, people talk about we should have taken a wide receiver earlier, but the, the odds of becoming a pro bowler versus, like, a second rounder or a third or fourth rounder, it's about 6% chance difference. Yeah. So it's yeah, not I, that big of, of, a, of an odds maker. I appreciate the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Andrew. I, I actually heard uh, uh, Peggy and Dion talking about there was a New York Times story this week. Uh, so yesterday I was heading home listening to Peggy and Dion. They came on after us. And mm-hmm. um, Dion said uh, she read the New York Times story, I believe. And it's like 52% if you trade down and around or whatever. It's 52% like percentage points difference. The finding that guy who's going to stick versus the guy in the first round or whatever. It's not as great as what you would imagine it to be. Right. And you, and you know they're aware of all of that. Oh, yeah. The saber metrics of drafting. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That, that, and by the way, Keiko has a nine. ERA. And by the way, the uh, Angels Anaheim are a minus one twenty five because of Keuchel's nine. That would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, the yeah. Anaheim not favored so today uh, because well, nine. Right. <laughs> Pat, hey, it was fifteen. Yeah, that's a, it's getting better. Pat's on the south side. Hey, hey Pat. Pat. Hey, what's up, fellas? How are you? Uh, I got a guy. He didn't get drafted last night. A family friend. He's a fullback. Played at. Uh, Northern Illinois Husky, mm-hmm. Clint Rakovich. Clint Rakovich. He got hurt during the pro day and uh, working out for Green Bay, but mm. he is a stud and he has the it factor in the red zone. All right. Yeah, fullback. I mean, that uh, year or two ago, it looked like that was going to go the way of the dinosaur. No teams really wanted to have a fullback taking up a roster spot, but you're, you, you, you believe in him, right? And Clint, you trust. Apparently. So there you go. Thanks for the call, Pat. I, I like that name, right? Uh, Clint? Very chi- uh, Chicago. Rakovich. Rakovich. Rack him up. Rakovich. Yeah. Yeah. Fullback. I mean, uh, yeah, that's undrafted for a reason. I don't think that any... It's so very old school. Yeah. I, any fullbacks get drafted? It's just that the league is not... Not to say that in a situation you wouldn't want the old school fullback who can But just... you know how trends go? It might be trendy at some point to have a fullback again. I'm not sure when. Well, if, if in fact, again... Clint Rakovich is your man, and I, I believe that. And he's Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois has put out a lot of really good football players over the last, you know, little bit here it, when, since they've become a really when solid. I was in, when I was in high school in the eighties, that that was not that was not even yeah. on the map. I used not to, even close. I used to, when I first started at the Sun Times, I used to have to go cover those uh, NIU games when they, it wasn't a thing. Um, right. And uh, it, it's a, it was a suitcase college back at the time, right? So a lot of Chicago kids would, on the weekends, head 
do the reverse commute and and had leave campus. Mm-hmm. You know, go home, do the laundry, have a good meal or two. So they weren't really drawing people. But you know, over the course of the year years, they've become a really really good football program. And uh, you're in your you're gonna, you're, you're actually po- you know populating the NFL with NIU guys as well, right? Uh, let's check in with Tom in Orland Park. A lot of Orland Park representation today. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you. I'm a big fan. Of, I love this show on Sunday morning. Look, um, so I have two things to, to throw out to you. One, I'm a big Sox fan. Yep. So two things to throw out. One is, um, first of all, this whole deal of, of so many injuries as they come up here for early in April. Why aren't the last two weeks of spring training done in Chicago? I mean, why why aren't they doing um, training like in the, an acclimation the, thing? To, to become acclimated. Yeah. I mean, the hamstring pulls, the oblique pulls, all these things. They're coming out of Arizona into cold weather here, and a shortened you know, spring and, training because of the lockout. And, and, yeah. and that was and that and that was another problem. Yeah. But I mean, but even other than that, how many years do you have to listen to? I, and no one does this. I don't get it. Well, they I, just did batting, throwing. You know, feeling if they did that to give themselves some time to acclimate to this temperature two weeks before the season, I bet you you would see a lot of different. I, I um, think recency bias has something to do with this here. We're, we're well, seeing sure. all of this because things have been screwed up for three years now. I remember, though, we had Katie Feeney uh, on from Major League Baseball. This goes years ago uh, at the other place because we were complaining about why are why, why is it snowing on opening day here in Chicago? Why, why are the Cubs and Sox opening here? You know, put them on the road for that long road trip, make them start on the road for two weeks. And but, she, she came on and explained, like, we were idiots, and you don't understand all the complexities of putting together a schedule for all the teams. And I get all that. Right. But, the, but the, you know, these northern city teams, it, it's, it, no one wants to play, no one wants to sit in that weather, no one wants to be part of it. Even on opening day, you're like, oh, how many layers of clothes yeah, do I have Yeah, but the Brewers there? can do it. Well, but, yeah, see, that's a thing. So, do we dome everything? Well, not dome, well, don't dome Soldier Field, Mayor. But, I mean, that's but, not. But no, not that. A, a lot of that isn't. It, you, I, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly, but it's not practical. But you know what? What is practical is bring them up two weeks early. Let them acclimate to the temperature. Let them sprint in the cold. Let them oh. get used to that. Yeah. Do you know how much money they've spent on all those spring training complexes, and, 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 that's, and they and charge that, full fare and full ticket I, prices down there? I, 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 I get what you're that, saying, I mean, there, Tom. So, I do. So then, so my, and my second issue is this. So Carlos Rodon comes up here um, and has a really great start as a rookie. Uh, he, has, he, he, he got improperly stamped with this um, you know, injury-prone guy. Right. I mean, he was, he was grossly overthrown. He was scoped twice, both times, no structural damage, no rotator cuff tear, no labral tear. The diagnosis, because they have to give a diagnosis to these people, when they have, in order for surgeries to be paid, he was diagnosed with chronic um, bursitis. Chronic bursitis is just overuse. Yeah, you, you, I got you it. Watch, watch this Ethan Katz guy. I mean, this whole thing of letting these guys throw four innings, five innings, getting them out, expanding the middle relief core, this, this will work, and you'll have a stronger staff at the end if you're playoff bound to be able to go. Don Cooper was just the wrong guy for Carlos Rodon, and it's shameful. He is going to he's going to thrive in San Francisco because, you know, two years ago he pitched thirty when when he had his ulnar collateral injury. That was all because of, of shoulder pain, over being overthrown, trying to continue to throw through pain. He changed his arm angle, started to do what they call valgusing the elbow, 
which causes the ulnar collateral ligament aggravation, which are, we're seeing, which is so common now. But, but so that's corrected. He comes back, throws 30 innings. Last year, he throws 133.5 innings. And they, and they have the, the nerve to knock him because he's tired at the end of the season. Look at the, look at, and this year he'll throw 200 innings. God, you know, please God. And he's, he's going to be a Cy Young candidate. Well, he's 3-0 and right now, 117, uh, 1.17. I think he's 4-0. Is it? Okay, he, he maybe worked. I'm looking at something old. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate, appreciate right. the call. Thank you very yeah. much. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, appreciate right. it. A lot, a lot of good points there. And um, Yeah, know. we've talked about Rodon on this show before. Oh, but, however, right, got... right. But <clears throat> Rodon instead of Kopech? No. Hindsight, could we have dumped Keiko's contract? You could, I mean, Rodon? couldn't. I mean, no, no. And that's, and that's so the issue. So you're paying that him, would you're be, make him earn his money. That would be the, that would have been the play. Absolutely. That would have been the play. you can't get rid of Keiko and his 9-0 ERA. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, I want to wrap up our Twitter poll. Yeah, interesting yes. results. Yep, we had okay. uh, three different questions here, and uh, let's do them in, in order of importance, which means the Cubs will go last. Uh, should the uh, Bulls sign Zach Levine to a max contract, five years, two hundred million dollars? Simple yes or no. Uh, how, how do you think that went out? That uh, no, no, sixty percent. Okay, no, 60, Bulls fans, 40. sixty forty. All right. Uh, the the White Sox question, how concerned are you about your Chicago White Sox right here, the home of the Chicago White Sox, ESPN 1000 with Connor McKnight coming up in a few minutes with the pregame? Uh, are you very concerned, somewhat concerned, not at all concerned, somewhat, which is the somewhat, vote you yep. cast? Uh, and, and Jesse, you, too. Yes, that went too, and then you voted two or three times because you're from Chicago. Yep. Somewhat 44%, very concerned, 36%, not at all 20%. Okay. So uh, interesting breakdown there. And so if you're still a Cubs fan, how closely are you paying attention to your Chicago Cubs and their games? Same as usual, a little less, not at all. Not at all. 45%. Wow. A little Cubs less. Fans, where are you at? Well, they're at Triple uh, A along with the team. A little less, 35%. Same as usual, 20%. Whether it's you're good or bad or indifferent, you're going to be there, show up in front of the TV or in Wrigleyville or down in Mesa. Believe me, those, those, uh, those places they put hundreds of millions of dollars oh, yeah. in. They're not shortening spring training. They like everyone going down there, buying the tickets and the concessions, and everything goes along with it. And uh, we are going to get out of here, make room for Connor McKnight and White Sox pregame. Thanks for calling today. Thanks for listening. Xander and Hanley, ESPN 1000. See you.